Welcome to my podcast on everything about health. I'm your host, Becca, and here we will be discussing basic information on every topic. We will cover everything from physical health, spiritual health, and mental health. No topic is off All guest appearances welcome. This platform is to bring back the freedom of speech and allow everyone to feel their voice matters no matter what the circumstances are. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. I'm sorry that it's taken me a two-week hiatus, but that's actually what we're going to get involved and discuss today. My fiancé is off today, so he is working on the house. Through editing, I will do my best to reduce the house project noises. There's just no promises. So if you hear background noises on this episode, just let it be for today. That's all I have to say. He is off and wanting to work, so I let him do whatever he wants on his days off. It's just his day off. He can do whatever he wants. So jumping into why last week didn't get recorded and why I wanted it to be recorded and it never happened was a delay of speaking to my doctor, my OBG. And it just lagged for too long. And then I was like, well, I guess we're just skipping a week of episodes. The reason why I wanted to wait and why this episode is being prolonged is because if we remember two weeks ago, we were talking about diabetes and we were talking about type one, type two, and gestational. And I had made the comment that I was doing my gestational diabetes test that day. So this episode is literally going to take you through my experience, my education, what happened to me, other people's experience, what happened to them, and the whole end result of everything. So the reason why I'm sharing this with people, and this can be for anybody's education, this can be for males who are supporting females in this journey, this can be for females trying to support friends through this journey, or this can be for all the moms out there and soon to be moms that are genuinely curious on these type of situations that aren't talked about or aren't shared because society shames women for failing a glucose test when pregnant. And it may not even be something they can control. It may just be all of the factors that are going into it. So let's take it from the top and let's start from when I took my first hour glucose test. So actually, let's rewind it all the way back to undergrad school when I studied gestational diabetes. When I was in undergrad school, we did not have a topic dedicated to gestational diabetes. Our topic was umbrellaed under diabetes. We spent more time focusing on type one and type two and the scenarios and how to help with insulin and how to pretty much counsel somebody with high sugars or low sugars. When we touched on gestational diabetes, it was just the basic what pregnant women go through, a one hour, a three hour diagnoses, possible symptoms. Sometimes it's asymptomatic, which means no symptoms at all. Or the fact that this is what could happen to a pregnant mom and her baby if diagnosed with gestational diabetes. We never truly went into any further detail. We went on to surface level information. 
So going into this test, I only knew surface level information. I didn't know the ins and outs like I do of type one and type two, because that wasn't something we dove into with school. That wasn't my forte. That wasn't a minor, so to say, I went into with prenatal or maternity. So rewind two weeks ago. It's a Thursday. It's in the afternoon, like most of my appointments are, because I like when my fiance goes with me to each appointment. So I try to make most of them for in the afternoon if he can go. They said, do you don't have to fast. You can just have your regular day, regular routine. So I did. They just said, please make sure that if you eat, it is an hour before you take the test. Okay. So in my head, I just followed normal protocol. And because in first trimester, my body did not like certain lean proteins and I would throw them up so much, the fear of throwing up lean proteins again still lingers in my head and it's something I continue to battle every time. And for all the mamas out there that had continual morning sickness and constantly throwing up everything they put in their body, they know. They know that fear of, I threw that up, I keep trying it and I keep throwing it up. What makes this time any different from now? And it does get better. And I'll get into that in a minute too, how that does get better. However, I had my normal lunch and I went and I had finished lunch at 1242. I had drank the glucose at 137. And because to me, the best way to describe the glucose drink, because everybody's like, it's disgusting. And they kind of put fear into motherhood of this glucose drink. It is a high sugarized Kool-Aid. That's the best way to describe it. It's a Kool-Aid kind of taste, but with high, high sugars. Like if somebody poured in way too much sugar, that's what it kind of tastes like. And so I just chugged it. I didn't care to sip on it and take the whole five minutes. I chugged it. I probably was done in 30 seconds. Probably not the smartest thing to do, by the way, ladies, taking the glucose test. Make sure to sip on it so your body has enough ample time to secrete (laughs) insulin for those sugars. And so we went through the visit. They took the blood. No problem. Blah, blah, blah. Friday. I'm sitting in the living room. It's mid-afternoon. I get my blood result back. Mind you, I have email set up that blood results come straight to me through the lab and then doctor calls me. So I already saw my lab work before doctor had even said anything and it showed I failed. Now in my head, I always try because it gives me high anxiety. I always try and prepare for the worst. And on Thursday, I had all of the mental preparation of how I was going to deal with it if I failed and what it would look like. However, I don't care how mentally prepared somebody is. If you have a tendency of trying to be a perfectionist, which I absolutely wholeheartedly admit, I have a tendency of trying to be a perfectionist and I will beat myself up if I am not perfect in a certain area. So I saw that I failed the glucose test and instantly, whether it be the fear of failure, the fear of not being perfect, seeing the results of fail, having the high indicators, thinking of all of the education I have behind me of what could possibly happen to my child 
if this really is gestational diabetes, even though I know I still had a three-hour test to go through, all of it went through my head. To say I was a blubbering, crying mess is an understatement. I went off the Richter scale, and everybody was trying, all my support team was trying to keep me calm because they tried to reassure me. I still have the three-hour. I probably ate too close to going in. I probably didn't eat enough protein, and it was a little too high carb. I probably shouldn't have chugged this. We were trying to make a rationale for this failed test because that's what we do when we fail. We try to rationalize it and try and make ourselves feel better. And it didn't make me feel better. I want everybody to know that. This did not make me feel better. It was a horrible feeling inside. And when they say mom guilt, and I never truly understood what they meant by mom guilt, and all you moms out there are probably going to be like giggling underneath your breath right now and shaking your head yes. Yeah, mom guilt comes into your head. And it's not like something you can just stop and think about. Like it hits you. Like I had one job to take care of this child. (laughs) I have one job to share a body and keep it healthy so that way this baby girl grows. And it felt failure. I felt failure. I felt like I wasn't perfect. There was a lot of things I really, really went into. And obviously, these are also areas of my life that I try to really focus on because it's also past trauma coming up inside of me too. Like, I shouldn't have the need to feel perfectionism. Why do I feel perfectionism? And so I kind of like, yes, I psychoanalyze myself and I go deeper into the root of the issue so that way I can address it because being a mom, I shouldn't have to be perfect. I just need to be there. And so I need to address this perfectionism garbage. And yes, I'm air quoting this, by the way, with my fingers because I need to stop thinking I need to be superwoman. I need to stop thinking I need to be such a perfectionist. I need to stop beating myself up over little things so that way I can show up in the best form of myself without putting any of that nasty trauma into my child too. So I was fixated on reaching out to all of my support peeps, all my mamas out there that support me. And I started asking them a whole bunch of questions and they reassured me, you still have your three hour just go ahead and do this, reached out to my sister who talked me off a ledge and she has a lot of medical background, uh, nursing per se. And she, her and I had a strategy, a plan. I got calm. I immediately called the doctor. They let me know that somebody would be calling me back. So I got the call on Monday and they said, yep, you just walk in. You're going to be fully fasted, no food, no drinks. And they will do a three hour glucose test. Okay, perfect. Now, having the first trimester I had, I know I'm not going to be delusional and just cut my water off. That sipping water was going to be something I do to not vomit everywhere. So now let's fast forward to last week, Wednesday. I get up. I don't eat anything. I don't even take my B6 that they recommend me to do every morning to stop nausea. Didn't even take it. They said no food, no no drinks. I made sure I sipped water at 4 a.m. when I got up in the middle of the night. And then I didn't do anything else. I got to the doctor's office with a splitting headache. They sat me in the waiting room. And I just let them know that I was there. I took a sip before going back. 
the nurse goes, you had nothing to eat or drink. I said, I just had a sip of water. That was it. She acted like I just crucified somebody. The look on her face of you just screwed up was apparent. I instantly, through not having anything to eat, not having anything to drink, and sipping water with a migraine. And then if they were to tell me I can't do this test and I went through all of that for the last hour and a half while I was trying to get to that place, I was going to lose it. So did I choose an unloving way of telling them, no, this is happening whether you people like it or not? Absolutely. I told them, the girl said, no food or beverages. I didn't. I sipped the water. I have not chugged water, nor have I guzzled it. I pulled up my water bottle and showed them. The one lady who took my blood, she kind of like threw her hands up like she was backing off. And I said, listen, no one said no water. I sipped the water. That's all I did. So they proceeded forward. They took my weight. They got my fasting blood. They had me drink the 100 gram glucose, which I sipped. This time I didn't guzzle. I sipped. And it was weird because the lady taking my blood literally kept checking in on me like, almost done, almost done. And I just kept saying, yeah, just taking it easy. Don't want to get a sugar headache. And I'm thinking, you're wanting me to chug this? And granted, I could have chugged it. It just probably wasn't in my best of nature. First hour, awful. I got so nauseous and so dizzy. She pulled my blood. Pool, second hour. She finally said, sorry about the confusion. And I said, sorry, I hangrily snapped at you. I know this has nothing to do with you. She giggled and said, I probably would have done the same thing. So we were kind of better on terms and it got easier. I had a screaming headache after the second hour. And then by the third hour, I was dizzy. So I was like, all right, I left there. It's hot here in Arizona, guys. It's like 113, 15, but it feels like 120. So I went and got a salad and a shake. I didn't even get halfway through my salad and I threw up and I instantly felt horrible. And I was like, what is happening? So I was like, oh, I forgot my B6. So I took my B6. I tried and drank like three ounces and I threw it up. I felt miserable, tried to drink some water, threw it up. All I could think of was the nurse practitioner saying in my first trimester, I don't care if you throw your water up, keep drinking it. You need hydration. I drank some more water. I threw it up. At that point, I was in tears. I felt miserable. First trimester felt like it came back all over again. I went upstairs, told my fiance how miserable I felt. He told me just to lay down, try and relax, cool off. So I fell asleep for three hours, woke up, attempted a chilled applesauce and toast, dry wheat toast, threw it up, drank some water, threw it up, threw up one more time to the point of dry heaving because nothing was in my stomach at this point. And I finally fell asleep for the remainder of the night, woke up at three o'clock, took a sip of water, a sip. And when I say a sip, I mean a sip. Threw it up, plus dry heave some more. Fell asleep till about 9 o'clock in the morning, 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning. 
and I was scared to death to eat all day. I probably barely had 1,200 calories that day, and it was like light grazing calories because I was too scared to eat, not sure if I was going to throw up or not. Stayed hydrated. That stayed down. So within the first hour, I drank 20 to 30 ounces of water, and I knew I was going to be okay because that stayed down. But the thought of actually eating solid food scared the living daylights out of me. So I go see my dad. He's about an hour and a half away from me. I'm on my way back home and I get my lab results for the three-hour test. Fasting, beautiful, perfect numbers. One hour, within normal. Second hour, within normal. Slightly high, but I'm within normal. Third hour, over again. Almost to the T what my one-hour glucose test was. Almost to the T three-hour. So then I'm trying to like really process in my head. Okay, how do they judge this? How, do I have gestational diabetes? Do, is me failing my three-hour gestational diabetes? So then I go to my friend who's also my client and she told me she was diagnosed with gestational diabetes with her second child and they just had her monitor her sugars for the remainder of the pregnancy and both her and her kid are absolutely healthy to this day. What does that mean? So I screenshotted it. I sent it to her and I told her my story and she goes, she literally instantly texted me back. She goes, that's exactly what happened to me. And I got diagnosed with it. So in my head, I was like, how is this even possible? So then I go and I start going on a rampage. So then I text my sister and my sister shows a friend of hers and they said, yes, that's gestational diabetes numbers. And I'm like, per textbook, That's how you technically get diagnosed with gestational diabetes. I'm thinking, so I call the doctor. They said they'll call me when everything gets reviewed. So I wait and I wait. This time I'm kind of trying to like, I'm, I'm slightly freaking out, but I'm not freaking out. I have like a clear head on my shoulder, but I'm also freaking out in the background. So what do I do when I freak out? I do research and I try and figure out the cause, the effect, the outcome, everything. I start logging all of my food from the last two weeks and realize I don't even take in high sugary foods. I don't even, my sugars don't even go above 80 grams, 70 grams. That like I stay within 75 grams of sugar daily. I'm like, how can someone have gestational diabetes? So I start researching more. So apparently gestational diabetes has a higher risk for mothers over the age of 25. Also too, if the placenta is secreting more estrogen, cortisol, and a third hormone, it will suppress the insulin from from mama's pancreas to getting from her glucose. So pretty much baby in the placenta is getting baby's own insulin, just mama isn't able to do it. Also too, If you are a small statue like I am and a small torso, your organs are being suppressed. So it's not like my pancreas can run at 100% when I don't have a human in me. It's now kind of operating on a lower percentage because a baby's suppressing my organs. So there's a lot of understanding. I was like, okay, this makes sense. Like my baby's super healthy. Like she's secreting so many hormones and everything's going great. I'm like, cool. I'm like, I'm just going to continue to log my food know that my sugars are within 
normal limits and her and I are going to be fine. And when she is born, we're going to test our blood sugars, make sure our glucose is good. If we're kosher, I'm going to teach her how to live a healthy lifestyle because that's what we do in this household. So that's kind of where I was going with. And I was with that mindset, but I still wanted to talk to doctor. They didn't call me back Friday. Well, weekends are closed and now comes Monday. Monday, he's not in. I call, I leave a message. Tuesday, I wait and I don't get a call back. And I'm like, I, at this point, I've got every, I've researched all I could research. I've already figured it out. I've come to terms with whatever. And mind you, last Friday, I saw in my chart electronically something get put in on gestational glucose intolerance. So I was like, well, that makes sense. I can't tolerate glucose. That makes so much sense. So MA calls me yesterday. Actually, I'm sorry. MA calls me Wednesday and we talk. And she goes, I just want you to know that you don't have gestational diabetes. I'm like, do I have gestational glucose intolerance? No, you're all good. I'm like, I'm sorry. Let's talk about this because I clearly see the lab work and I clearly know per textbook what this means. How are you guys saying I don't have gestational diabetes or glucose intolerance? She goes, we look at the fasting and the two hour and those were perfect within limits. So you're good. I'm like, okay, now let's talk about what was charted on Friday on my chart. She goes, oh, that code that we implemented at the end of your section, that just means you failed your one hour. We haven't charted on your three hour yet. I was like, oh, here I am thinking I'm like, I already, I told her, I was like, I freaked out. You guys took forever to call me. You guys took forever to come back to me. And it felt like forever for me. I'm probably being dramatic about it. But as a first-time mom and as somebody who's seeing their results before somebody calls them, that's a freak-out moment. And so I let her know that. And she goes, I understand. That's why I'm calling. I'm letting you know before your appointment because I went in today for my appointment. She goes, that's why I'm calling before your appointment and letting you know. I was like, okay, well, I'm happy. Baby and I are healthy. I just thought for sure I had gestational diabetes. She goes, no, you're good. I let her know that I was logging my food and where my sugars we were at. She goes, if you feel comfortable and you want to continue doing it, we would love to look at that every time you come in. I said, absolutely. So let me tell you guys right now, it is so important to educate yourself on every little bit because even though I don't have gestational diabetes and I went through this huge two-week emotional roller coaster. It was so important for me to understand every little bit and every medical practice can do things in their own way. Does it mean it's wrong? No. Does it mean that my doctor is wrong? No. I want you guys to understand that with pregnancies, hormones, testing, things are going to be different per person, per body. That is why there is no cookie cutter method. That is why there is no one size fits all. That is why you need to make sure you understand every little bit of what is happening with your body. And you need to understand, you need to trust your medical professionals. 
it is so important that who you're going to, the doctor you're going to, you trust them. And I'm sharing my experience because society, I was reading so many comments on social media and how people just bully pregnant moms about their glucose and say, well, maybe if you ate clean, maybe if you did this, well, you should be doing, it doesn't matter. Sure. That could be a situation. That could be one example that could be in that person's interest. However, that does not mean anything. And you don't know what somebody's going through. You don't know what their body is doing. So stop. Stop bullying people. Stop cyberbullying people. Stop keyboard warrioring people when you don't know. And to think that a cookie cutter thing can fit into anything. This goes for anybody, pregnant or not, whatever the situation is. Every body is different. There is not one size fits all. So people need to get it out of their heads. That's not a thing. And people need to stop being bullies and maybe just support someone because they don't know what they're going through and you don't know how they feel. So show more love and support and less bullying. And I'm making this super important for me and why I waited two weeks to record this because even with the education I had and all the research I did, I was still wrong. And I am okay to admit I was wrong. However, if I did not go through that whole two weeks of an emotional roller coaster, I don't think I could be as humble as I am now. Every experience I go through, every journey I embark on, it shows me every little bit of somebody's journey in a different viewpoint that I am graced with. So I'm so happy I was able to go through this because the next mama who comes to me and we're going through it, I now have a slight thought of what may be going through their head to where I can be there emotionally and nutritionally for them. And I am very thankful for everything that happened to me in two weeks from the good to the bad to the emotional. I'm happy everything happened. However, guys, please be good to people around you. You don't know what they're going through and you don't know what's happening to them. Be nice to each other. Like I constantly preach on this, these podcasts, human kindness. Let's reestablish it. Lift one another up. Quit putting each other down. And so I'm tying it up. That was pretty much the whole two weeks of what I went through and how it all ended. Next week, we're going to dive into a little bit more of the GI track, and I'm going to be discussing more importantly two sections. It'll be a two-part series of lap band and gastric bypass. So if any of you guys are curious on that, I'm going to be doing a deep dive into lap band. I'll have some people with explanations and examples and experiences that I can share their stories and same with gastric. So I'm super excited. I hope you guys can take my journey, what I went through and how much I shared with you to just be there for somebody else that may need it too. Hope you guys have a really great week. Sending all the love to you all. If you like today's podcast, please make sure to subscribe and listen every Friday, like, comment, and share so others can enjoy just like you.